Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, put your hands together. Thank you for every person that contributed and gave and just for um, going out into the community. We want to be a community of faith in this building, but the real action takes place out there. And uh, we're wrapping up our series today called Generous, talking about generosity, talking about letting God's blessings flow through us. And I've really enjoyed hearing just stories of uh, uh, and I don't know all of them, but I've heard stories of people exercising generosity. The grandmother that went home and she was talking with her granddaughter about generosity, things we were studying here. And the granddaughter got so enthused that she gathered up her toys. And um, she knew of a family that's come here from Honduras that uh, is in need. And so she was giving her toys away as part of her generosity. Uh, last week, one of our young adults talked to one of our team members and um, said, come over here, and she had a bag of money, and she said, um, I've, been, I've been putting money aside, I know it belongs to God, and I've been putting it in this bag, and I really feel like this is the place, uh, and I'd like you to give this to the mission of, uh, of the church, and so uh, I don't know how much was in it, but it was a bag full of money that she brought in during this series, and thank you to all of you that um, prayed and and are, are part of the solution and part of moving things forward as kingdom builders. And uh, today we're going to look at just the way that God connects uh, generosity, gratitude, and miracles. Generosity, gratitude, and miracles. Thanksgiving is inseparable. Gratitude and generosity. Thanksgiving. And uh, we've celebrated that this last uh, week. And um, well, today is still a day we can give thanks, right? And so we want to keep thinking about those things. And we're going to open up our Bibles to uh, Luke uh, 17. Pull out your study guide. And uh, it's a story. It's a story of uh, 10 lepers. And those lepers had a need, just like all of us today, everyone in this room, everyone that's watching, however you're getting this message, everyone's watching, uh, everyone here has a need. And the beautiful thing is that God can supply that need. There are 10 lepers in this story, and all of them received a miracle. Isn't that good? That means uh, everyone here could receive a miracle. I'd like to point this out, though. There are 10 lepers, but there are 11 miracles. Remember that. There are 10 lepers, but there are 11 miracles. And uh, I don't want you to miss out on anything God has for you. So I want to make sure you understand there's a little bit more for you. And whatever need you've brought into this place, you can receive from Christ. You can receive from his hand. He knows the needs you have, but... If we study these 10 lepers, we learn that there are some steps that we can take to receive from God's hand. The first thing I want to talk about is receiving from Christ. Is You've got to take the time to ask for help. Uh, sometimes we're hesitant to do that. But these lepers needed help and they asked for it. Here's how the story goes. One day... Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was going from the northern part of the Holy Land, up in the Galilee area, down to Jerusalem. 
And he passed along between Samaria and Galilee. Now, if you're a Bible student and you're taking some notes, circle that word Samaria. It's very important to recognize Jesus chose his route. He chose the road he would go down, and he chose to go down a road that took him into the Samaritan area. Many people would not have taken. They wouldn't have gone to that neighborhood. They would have gone around Samaria because there was ethnic tension between the Jews and the Samaritans. But Jesus had a special love for the Samaritans because Jesus loves people that nobody else loves. And he loves to tell stories that take the most unlikely people and make them heroes, which is good news. If you're here and you think, I am the most unlikely person to receive, well, today's your day. Because you're you're on Jesus' radar. He went through Samaria because he wanted to meet not just a leper, That was bad enough. We'll talk about that. He wanted to meet a leper. That was bad. That was like one of the outcasts of society. But he wanted to meet a Samaritan leper. Like the lowest of the low. The most unexpected. So he passes through Samaria. And he enters into a village, verse 12. And he's met there. He's met there by ten lepers. Now leprosy was a terrible disease. It ostracized you from your family. If you were uh, a leper in Jesus' culture, Jesus' day, they uh, would examine you and they would um, really call you unclean. And you had to live, you'd have to leave your family. The day you were diagnosed with leprosy, they, you'd have to live part, apart from your family. You'd have to go outside. You, you lost your job. You couldn't go to work anymore. You couldn't go to worship anymore. You, just, you, were, you were an outcast. So the lepers of Jesus' day were the outcasts. And they stood at a distance because they had to stand at a distance. In fact, if you're taking some notes, you may want to note Leviticus 13. Leviticus 13 tells lepers the law that they had to obey. And the law was, if you're a leper, you cannot approach people. The law was, you, if you're a leper, you always wore rags. That's, you had to, by law, wear rags so that people wouldn't misidentify you as a normal person. You couldn't, you couldn't fix your hair. It was against the law to fix your hair. Your hair had to be disheveled. You had to have an appearance that people would look at you and go, that is a leper. And then just in case um, there was any confusion, you had to stand at a distance, which they did here, and, and the first thing you would have to say is you'd have to put your hand over your mouth, over your upper lip, and you'd have to announce yourself as a leper. And here's how you announce yourself as a leper. Unclean! Imagine, imagine the psychology. of you, Every day you have to wear rags because that's what you have to wear by law. Every day you, cannot, you can't fix your hair. It's a mess. And every person you approach, if, they see, if you see someone coming down the road, you have to tell them what you are. Not only do you look at it, you now have to say it. Unclean! Unclean! I am unclean! And so they stand at a distance from Jesus. Outcasts, 
and they, they ask for help. I, I actually, I like, I like their prayer. It's, it's short. Some people think you got to be fancy and use fancy words to talk to God. I think God wants to hear your heart. I, I, think, I think he wants to hear... He, in fact, some of the most powerful prayers in the Bible are short prayers. Look at, look at these guys. Can you, can you pray? That? Can you see this prayer? I know it's down in the trees. Can you see it? Let, let's, just, let's just read their prayer. Let's read it, okay? Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. How many would agree that's a short prayer? Jesus liked it. Jesus like, do you remember when Bartimaeus, who was a blind man down by Jericho, remember his prayer? His prayer went like this, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Short prayer. Do you remember the thief that was hanging beside Jesus? Short prayer. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Short prayer. What about the, the tax collector who, who, who humbled his his, his face before God and prayed like this, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he received forgiveness. Short prayers. Even the Lord's Prayer is short. It's under 100 words, 66 words. Short prayer. One of the best prayers you can pray. Help! Amen. God, if God knows what that means. Let's all pray that prayer today. Let's pray that prayer together. Ready? One, two, three. Help. Amen. And whatever that represents, because listen, if we're honest, every voice that said help has a need behind that. Now we're hesitant sometimes because we all want to look so good, like we got our acts together. But one of the reasons we come together in community is so we can share one another's burdens. We can let our need be known. And if you're going to find the help and healing you need today, you've got to come to the place that says, I'm willing to ask for help. We will have prayer teams by the end of this service, and you can come forward and say, I need help. And it's important. And somehow these lepers had felt in Jesus they would find compassion. They had, they had heard by this time that Jesus had actually healed some lepers. And they knew that even though, even though they were unclean and they were ostracized and they were, they were outcasts, that there was hope when Jesus showed up. And they felt they could approach Jesus, and so they approached him. Would to God that we would be the kind of place that people who are outcasts and on the edges would feel that they can come in and find the grace of God. Because that's what they found in Jesus. We need help. Beth Moore talks about lepers in her book, uh, Jesus the One and Only. Uh, she was overseas and she was um, by a leper colony and she wanted to go into the leper colony and she tried three times and she couldn't make it in. She couldn't make it in because of the odor and the rotting flesh. It literally made her sick. It was so sickening she couldn't physically go in. These are the kind of people whose need is great, who've been ostracized and pushed to the edge, but Jesus is not willing that any would perish. Every soul matters to God. And they approach Jesus and say, Jesus, we need help. 
Now, once you ask for help, a pause, please, and listen. Uh, sometimes people, when they've got a problem, are so busy talking about their problem, they never hear back from the Lord. Uh, sometimes when people have told me, uh, I've, I've got an issue or a problem, I'm ready to pray for them, but I can't get my prayer in because they're too busy talking about their problem. Uh, I've got leprosy, I've, got, I've had leprosy for this many years, and here are the symptoms of leprosy, and here's all the problems I had with leprosy, and, and uh, they just, I, excuse me, can I get my prayer in? Well, these people had to pause. It's important that you talk, let your need be known, but then they had to listen. And when Jesus talks, it doesn't always make sense. Look at, what, look at what Jesus says to them. Jesus says to them, go show yourself to the priests. Now, the priests were not only religious officers in Jesus' day, they were also health officers. Uh, they were the ones that if you had a skin disease, they would be the ones that said, that's leprosy, you can no longer live with your family. The, by public health. You have to go. And if you felt like your leprosy had cleared up or miraculously something had happened, to come back into the community, you had to show yourself to the priest. Now, the moment that Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, nothing had changed with their leprosy. They could still look at their own skin, and they could look at each other and say, you're still a mess. Your nose is still falling off. You, not, there's no change. And they could have argued with Jesus. They could have told Jesus how to do things. That's sometimes how we are. Uh, Jesus, if you would clear up my problem, if you'd get the leprosy right, well, then I'll go to the priest. Jesus, you do your thing first. Because it doesn't make sense for me to go to the priest. It's going to be a wasted trip. I, I've got lep I, I can see the leprosy. What you're saying to me doesn't make sense. So many people miss out on things from Jesus because it doesn't make sense. Do you know that you can walk out of this room today completely guilt-free? You don't have to take one bit of shame out of this room, one bit of guilt. Jesus says, if you come to me and you confess, I will forgive you of all unrighteousness. And people go, that's too good to be true. There's got to be a catch. I don't... So there's people every week that come in with stuff and they come in with stuff and they leave with stuff when they should leave their stuff here. Because Jesus says, you can leave it here. What about this one? What about, does this make a lot of sense? Love your enemies. Even when they belong to another political party. You thought I was speaking in tongues there. I said that so fast. But it's true. What about this? Bless people that curse you. Does that make sense? No. But if you listen and start following, you'll find relationships healed and the quality of your life will improve. Take time to listen to Jesus. It's why we, we spend time reading his love letter to us, this word that we have. When we read this, we are listening to Jesus. And then once we listen, even though it's, Difficult, we have to walk, start acting on the things Jesus tells us to do before we have our whole act together. Start walking by faith. So they did, they did, they listened and they obeyed. That's the secret. That's what faith is all about. They listened to Jesus. He said, Go show yourself to the priest. They hadn't seen any change. 
But they started walking, and I love these words, and as they went, they were cleansed. I love that, because that's all of our stories. We accept Jesus, we're in the family of God, and as we go in this journey, we are cleansed. I, I hope to be better next week than I am this week. That's why I say, if you don't like my preaching, stick around. <laughs> Hoping to get better. But there's a sense of, as you walk by faith, you are cleansed. This is all of our story. Things are getting better. And these guys, we don't know exactly when they were cleansed. I, I don't think it was just one or two steps. I think they went quite a distance, because we're going to find out most of them didn't return. So I think they walked, they walked, and, and I, we don't know if it happened instantaneously when they took the, the thousandth step, they were cleansed, or maybe each step, like a little bit got better. We don't know how it happened, but we do know this, as they walked, they were cleansed. And the walk of faith is even though you don't see the end of the journey, you take one more step. You've come here today, you've taken a step of faith to come here today, thank you very much. Now take another one, and take another one. And as you listen to the words of Jesus and trust the words of Jesus, your life will be transformed into someone you aren't right now, but you're going to be. And please, especially in this pressurized season of life, don't keep, like, so many people think, well, when, I, when, I, when things are perfect, The Norman Rockwell, like with, when things are good, then I'll, then I'll really start living for God. Some people like come in and go, when I, when I get rid of that habit, then I'm going to start following God. No, start following God, and then you'll find the habit drops off. Well, when my family is in better shape, then we'll start following. No, come like you are. Jesus will clean you up step by step. Moving forward, walking by faith. And so that's what happens. They started walking by faith. Paul says it like this, and I like this. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't wait until everything is perfect. God loves you just like you are absolutely loves you just like you are and loves you enough not to leave you that way. So as you walk by faith, as you go, you'll be cleansed, but you've got to keep moving forward. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep showing up. Keep loving people. Keep walking by faith. And that's what they did. They walked by faith. And when they did that, one of them took this important step. One of them returned to the source. One of them returned to the Lord with thanksgiving. And this is a key point. How many lepers were there in this story? How many miracles are there? You're saying that by faith because some of you don't know where that one is yet, but thank you for saying it by faith. There is a greater miracle when we understand this principle. Here's, this will be the point of the message, really. Here's how what it says. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, so as he walked, finally he looked down and said, man, I am, I am healed. 
And he turned back. Now, we don't know why the other nine didn't turn back, but this, this, this Samaritan made a choice to return back, to, to stop moving forward, to put a pause in his journey, and to come back. And I like this. Praising God with a loud voice. I like that. Because he had been for years telling people with as much of a voice as he could get, unclean, unclean, I'm unclean. But now he is singing a brand new tune. Here's his tune now in a loud voice. He's saying, I'm clean. He went from unclean to I'm clean. I'm clean. And why would he do it with a loud voice? Because he wanted everybody to know. I'm clean. I, I am clean. Remember me? You passed by me. I used to say unclean, but now I'm clean. He's saying it in a loud voice. He falls down at the feet of Jesus. And when he falls at the feet of Jesus, he gives thanks. Thanksgiving. Generous giving of gratitude to Jesus. I don't know why the other nine didn't. I'm sure that when you read the story, when you go, oh, I would be, I'd be the guy that comes back. <laughs> I don't know what happened to those other nine, but I, I would be the one. I, we don't know why the other ones don't come back. It, it's possible that they, they weren't healed until they were very close to their Imagine being separated from your family, not, be, not living with your family. And then you're close enough that you can see the lights of home and you can smell the home cooking. You can smell the apple pie. Not pumpkin. Apple pie. Well, just when it comes to pies, I think fruits are better than vegetables. That's personal. Someone brought me pumpkin pie, they, but the only way to eat pumpkin pie is with enough whipped cream that you can cover the flavor of the pumpkin pie. I'm, I'm not a real, I know there's some in my, but other people love it. My dad loves pumpkin pie. I'm just, it's, anyway, that's not what, not what I'm talking about. But you're close enough to see and smell the lights of home and you've been far too long away from there. And so, are you thankful? Sure, sure. Were the other nine lepers thankful? I'm sure. When God blesses you, are you thankful? We paused this last week all across America. Were people thankful? By and large, some of them didn't even know who they were thanking, but they were thankful because that was the day. But not everybody returned to the source. Not everyone understood. Not everyone put a pause in their journey and turned around. So Jesus says, um, weren't there ten that were cleansed. Okay. So this is ten that were cleansed. How many of the ten received a miracle? How many received the miracle of being cleansed? All ten. And I'm sure all of them were thankful. 
I, I just, you can't imagine being ostracized as a leper and now being allowed to go back home. Where are the other nine? We don't know. Was no one found to return and give praise to God? I love this, except this foreigner. Jesus is making a point here. Not only did I come to help lepers, I actually came to point out that Samaritan lepers are my favorites. That's Jesus. The most unlikely person in the room, the one sitting way back there. It's for you. It's for you. He loves you. He loves the Samaritans. The ones nobody thinks has a chance. He loves them. And he's the hero of the story. This foreigner came back and he gave praise to God. Verse 19. And he said to the Samaritan leper who was at his feet, giving praise to God, giving thanksgiving, rise up, go on your way. And these are important words. Your faith has made you well. Now get this. There is a cleansing miracle. All ten of them got it, right? The word cleansing in the Greek, different, different word. Keterizo means to, to make clean, to take impurity out. That's what the leprosy would be, been an, an impurity. And they were cleansed. And how many of them received the miracle of Keterizo? Ten. But to the one that came back, to the one who put a pause, to the one who slowed down enough to turn back towards Jesus, he received the, the miracle of sozo. Different word. How many sozo miracles were there in this story? One. Who received it? The one who returned to the source. So there's ten lepers, but there's eleven miracles. Sozo is the word we use to get salvation of our Savior. And I'm not sure all it encompasses at this moment as Jesus says it to this leper, but if Jesus says you're saved, I think you're saved. I think, I think on good authority. If Jesus says, you got sozo, I think he had sozo. So, so there was something else he got. We're not exactly sure, but it was a blessing. It was more. It was an 11th miracle, and he got it because he paused his journey. He returned, and he took time to give thanks to Jesus. When we come and we give thanks, well, thank you, Lord, but we pause and we return to the source. It's one of the reasons we come to the house of God with other believers so we can pause our day and we can come back and we can give thanks. So we want to be those kind of people that ask for help. Whatever need you came into this room with, take time. Help! God loves that kind of prayer. He, he knows, help! Amen. Listen. The Lord is trying, the Holy Spirit is saying something to all of us today. What's he saying to you? Listen. What's he saying? And what he's saying is, keep moving forward. Keep walking by faith, not by sight. And then we pause, we pause, we pause, and we return to the source, and we take time to give generosity, thanks, gratitude. Generosity and gratitude produce the third miracle, or the, the 11th miracle, an additional miracle. They go together, and they bring us back in touch 
So I don't know, it's, it's been uh, almost two decades uh, since Mr. Rogers was on television. Uh, you'd have to be, like, you'd have to be in your, like, early 20s. Well, some of you may have, some of you may have watched Mr. Rogers. He's got a story out right now. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And it's a story that's about Mr. Rogers and a very cynical reporter who was assigned from Esquire magazine to do a piece on Mr. Rogers. He was specifically chosen to do the piece because he was a cynical reporter. In the movie, his name is Lloyd Vogel. In real life, it's Tom Juno. Tom was, a, if you, he, he knew how he, in fact, they really wanted to see him write things about Mr. Rogers that no one else would write. That's why they assigned him. And the story that's out now is the, the, the relationship that develops from Mr. Rogers, uh, ordained Presbyterian minister, who wanted to do children's ministry through the church and television ministry through the church, but they couldn't raise enough money to help him do that. That's interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine Mr. Rogers? First te televangelist. <laughs> but he went on in his own way. He, like, he, he, he did, I think, share the love of God with people. And, and Tom feels the love of God in the story. And there's, a, there's a, a, a portion of the story, and this is something that Mr. Rogers actually did in real life, where he and the reporter are sitting at a table, and he says, would you do me a favor? Would you, would you pause for 60 seconds? And would you just think of the people that brought you to this point in your life? And it's powerful when it takes place. And it's quiet. He actually did, Mr. Rogers did it. He actually did it during an awards ceremony one time. They were giving him an award. And he turned it back on the people, like the actors and the actresses that are sitting just like you are sitting there. So beautiful. He said, okay, let's take it. In that, in that setting, he, 10 seconds. In the movie, it's a minute. In that setting, it was 10 seconds. He said, let's take 10 seconds. He looked at his watch. Let's get 10 seconds to pause and think of all that have loved us and brought us to this point in our lives. And, and people are crying. You can see them. They're crying. It's a powerful moment. I'm just telling you, the nine kept going. They, were, they had some kind of agenda that they thought that was more important. And we don't know the reasons, but I'm sure they felt they were legitimate, that they just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. One paused. One turned back. One thought for a moment. There's a source. There's a supply. There's someone that deserves my thanksgiving, and I'm going to return to him. That's what prayer is about. Prayer is about pausing, about quieting, about listening. It's about telling God what the help you need and listening to his instruction and having the faith and getting the faith to keep moving forward. Because when we combine these elements of coming back to the source Coming back to the Lord, 
with hearts that are filled of gratitude and giving, thanksgiving, we'll see miracles in our lives. And that's the point of the story. Ten lepers, all blessed by God. God, I'm going to tell you, everyone in this room, blessed by God. Everyone in this room, blessed by God. Everyone. But I'm telling you, there's more. For those who return to the source regularly, come back to the source. Put a pause in your life. Come back to the source and let him give you a little bit more. Just don't settle for the pumpkin pie. Get a little whipped cream. It's very important. <laughs> Actually, very important. <laughs> there's more. There is more. So in this story, there's more. And for the one that feels the most unlikely, the one who's looking across the aisle saying, well, that person looks a lot better than me. This must be for them. No, this is to the Samaritan. This is, the, this is to the leper. You may have come in with a psychology of unclean, unclean, but you can go out with a psychology of I'm clean, I'm clean, because that's the miracle of salvation that Jesus offers to all of us when we come to him and we receive from him. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. Can we do that for prayer? Close our eyes, open our hearts to the presence and the power of Jesus that is in this room, to the Spirit of Almighty God, the wonderful power of the Holy Spirit that is here. I invite our prayer team to come and stand with me here and just prepare their hearts to minister in this place in the name of Jesus. But I invite every heart in this room to open. Not to a pastor, not to a church, but to a person whose name is Jesus. To admit you need help and to ask him for help. We're going to pray a prayer together, a community prayer of grace and love and forgiveness. I want you to know that your sin separates you from God. But Jesus came to take down the walls of sin so that you can be in the family of God. And as we receive Christ, there's a bridge that is built from our life to the life of God. We're adopted into the family of God. The Bible says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So in your heart, I want you to believe in the power and the presence of Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And with your mouth, I'd like you to pray with all the people around you. Lift your voice. Say out loud, good, strong voice. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I open my heart, my soul, my life to Jesus Christ to be my Savior, to be my Lord. I repent of my sin. I leave it behind. And I receive your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace, your love. And now I follow Jesus every day of my life. Thank you for helping me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a good prayer. It's a good prayer. That's it. Good prayer. So if you are opening your heart to Jesus for the first time or for the first time in a long time, it's essential you tell somebody. And that's why our prayer team is here.
to receive. Hey, I, I'm, I'm coming home spiritually. We want to get you material that will help you. We're also here just to pray for whatever need you have. Whatever need you have. Jesus is here, and Jesus would like to help you. But ask for it. And that's what prayer is about. Prayer is about asking for help, listening to the Lord. While the prayer team is praying for uh, people, and I hope you receive prayer, if you'd like to receive communion, you're welcome. There's a communion station on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. What I'd like you to do is remember Jesus. That's what he asked. Remember Jesus when you receive communion. Remember that he died on the cross to absorb all of your sin and all of your shame. He takes it all away. He went into the tomb and he rose on the third day so that he could be here. And Jesus is here right now. Jesus is in this room right now to be the best friend you ever had. And you can fellowship with Jesus, listening to him, following him. And you don't have to be a member of this church or just a friend of Jesus to receive communion or to receive prayer. That's all open for you. And if you feel you're the most unlikely, you are the most important person in this room. If you feel you hurt more than anyone else in the room, this is especially for you. For the one who hurts the most. That's why Jesus came. And this is for you. If you've been a guest here today, thank you so much for coming. We, we'd like to invite you to come more. If you've just been in the fellowship and never stopped by the VIP room, please do that today before you go. It's back on the left-hand side. We'd like to gift you and greet you. I'm going to pray a prayer. And then the worship team is going to start leading us. And people will come for prayer, receive communion, go with the grace of God. But I pray this blessing. And after the blessing, there's no other benediction, just prayer and communion and worship and departing. I just pray that the Lord will bless you and the Lord will keep you. I pray that the Lord will shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. I pray that you will experience the leadership of the Holy Spirit, his voice guiding you and leading you, even into steps of faith that are not clear but directed by the Lord, by the Word and the Spirit of God. I pray that your family would be blessed. Your relationships would be blessed. I pray your work would be blessed. I pray that you would be healthier and wholer, that you'd walk in good health. I pray that the miracle that you need would be provided. The need you have would be provided. And I bless you in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed. And everybody says, amen. God bless you. Let's give the Lord just an ovation of praise. Good to see you. Love you guys. Come forward for prayer. Come forward for communion.